So, a lot of stuff has happened this week. Twitter uh, died. Too much. <laughs> free agency in both the NHL and NBA. And also, I did I mention that Twitter died? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh my goodness, people, if you want to understand, just, just do a Google search. Just type Elon Musk Twitter and you'll find it and you'll have your mind blown for how stupid. Yeah, but uh don't look at it. it don't look at it on Twitter because your uh your your rate limit has been exceeded. You saw you saw one of the teams tweeted that as well, right? Oh yeah, did you see our did you see our tw- National, uh, Twitter right? banner? Was... Did you see our Twitter banner? No, I've let, let me let me let me show the people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Right and here, for anybody who's watched listening to it, it just says rate limit, exceeded. rate limit exceeded. Oh, <laughs> I saw that tweet from like the Nashville Predators, yeah, yeah, that's it where was... I got the idea from. Thanks, friends, oh, appreciate funny. it. Hey, I'm glad they're at least self aware. That's re- it, was really funny when I saw that. <laughs> it was so annoying trying to keep track of all of the free agent signings because there was it was like a record amount of signings on July 1st. And I'm like, okay, the Penguins are doing literally everything. The Leafs are being silent, so like, I'm not missing much there. The Kraken have but made literally two moves. Two moves. I think both of them are decent, though. They're not terrible. <laughs> they need a goalie still, but well, they can't do much about that right now. Yeah. So, which team in free agency do you want to start with? Because there are many different ways we could go about this. This show is not going to be structured at all. We're just going to talk. Yeah, about we're kind of just going to go a bunch as, of stuff. Like going to go a little like all over. Uh, let's, yeah. start with, let's start with your team. You want to start with Toronto? Yeah. All right. So the Leafs did some things their their day one of free agency wasn't like it wasn't great i was not satisfied at it at all um so basically on the first day of free agency the leafs signed ryan reeves to a 1.3 million dollar average annual value contract with term for 3 years they signed um, Ryan Reeves for three. I, like, I don't even care about the money. Yeah. The fact that you brought Ryan Reeves in for three years. He'll be 39 when that contract is over. Ryan Reeves is 36 oh, years good, old. Oh, good God. I mean, I don't know how to feel about it because I do think he brings something that the Leafs need, like whether it's their locker room or their toughness issue, because it has been an issue for the last couple of years. To and me, he has been on a guy has, very... has gone on big runs. Yeah, like I don't know if he's going to be a regular. It might be the Wayne Simmons type deal where he dresses in like fifty games or something like that. But probably use him a decent bit in the playoffs, probably. Oh yeah, they're going to use him a bunch. Like I, I don't know how to feel about it because at one end, if they gave him a one year deal at one point three, I wouldn't have cared too much, but. They can buy out this contract. Like it's not like it, no. they're paying him the, five million. The money's not the issue. It's the term. Yeah. Like, and all their other signings were one year. So, like, of all the guys they signed, they give term to the like worst player of the bunch. Because he had 15 points last yeah, year. Yeah. So the other three were Sean Klingberg, 
Tyler Bertuzzi, Yikes. which I was kind of surprised to see that name end up. Loved in- it. Colorado. With Blackhawks last year, the answer is this many people. Uh, unless your name was Alex Stalock, yikes! But <clears throat> he went over to it was Dallas, correct? Yeah, it was Dallas. Yeah, he did. And he balled out in the playoffs. I think he had like 15 points in like 19, 20 games or something like that. He played, yeah, really something like good. that. Yeah, Domi, Domi was pretty good. I, I've I've liked Domi for a long time. Even though he was like, uh, oh, Montreal's better. And people were like, I saw like rumblings on Twitter, like people saying like, Montreal's better than Toronto. And I'm like, guys, he played for the Habs. What did you, what did you want him to say? I was about to say his best year was with the Habs, ironically. It was like, and far and beyond his best years. Like he was a damn good Hab. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, he was a damn good Hab. Like I'm... I'm very encouraged by the Bertuzzi and Domi signings because, like, both of them aren't, like, crazy money. Domi's making three. Bertuzzi's making five and a half. Like, and both of them, not... if they play good, you could extend them, most likely. I I can see them extending Domi. I don't see them extending Bertuzzi. Unless they, the Leafs, do what I really don't want them to do. And this is, like, kind of the elephant in the room with this team yeah. right now because, of course, it's one thing after the other. Um, according to um, Chris Johnston and uh, Elliot Friedman, who are like the main NHL insiders, it's where like really everyone gets their information before it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Leafs gave William Melander an offer around eight million dollars with term. I think it was a okay. five five year contract with uh eight million dollars as the average annual value. Um, William Melander wants ten, and like I, Ten. my eyes widened at it at first, but I'm like, oh my God, he's a 40 goal scorer and he's a playoff performer. So like, and then you also have to clarify to Ferris is getting 11. Matthews yeah. is going to get uh, a, a, like a, a fat bag. Uh, yeah. A like lot of money. Marner's I, making 11 million. I hate saying this, but I don't think William Nylander is wearing a Leafs jersey at very most next season and i'll be surprised if he wears one on opening night i don't know here's what i'm gonna say to that i think i think they do keep him long term what i think is gonna happen is they're gonna throw out one of two names it's either gonna be jt or it's gonna be mitch marner and i it's gotta be jt i think it's gonna be marner to me i the reason why i think it's jt like if you can extend Nylander one year after this one, because the common ground might be extend William Nylander the year after this one for around $9 million if you can do it. Wait for all of the big force contracts to be up and then prioritize who you want to bring back. You can afford three of the four. It just depends on the money. Because by then, Matthews will already have his extension by then if they get it in. So he'll be making around 13, and then you got to play with the numbers with uh, Marner and Nylander. I think Marner gets around the same he is now, and Nylander gets 10. But that still saves you a bunch of money. That still saves you $7 million. So if they can do something like that, maybe I could see Nylander in a Leafs jersey. But other than that, I don't see it. I don't think he's back, which sucks. 
can understand that. Like the only way I see Toronto winning a William Nylander trade is if they can get a second line caliber center out of them. When JT inevitably leaves uh, in two years or just takes a massive pay cut in two years, whichever one, because he's not an $11 million player. Okay. Like, I don't know. There's like so many different scenarios that can happen. I, I'm just in the camp where it's like, I don't have any malice towards him. I love William Nylander. Like I've loved him the entire time he's been here. I think it's a case where he's such a good player where he's priced himself out. It's good for him. His bank account's going to, he's going to get a fat check in the mail, but the Leafs are going to lose a good player and it sucks. It's understandable. You think maybe the salary to signing could be a mistake in the long run. No, because it's only a one-year deal. Like you can, it's one of those things where like all of the one-year deals, I have no problem with at all. Because, like, you just get a guy for a year, you know what you're getting, and then Tyler Bertuzzi, I I know for a fact he's walking, especially with the cap going up next season, he's walking. Because you mean to tell me if that guy scores 30 goals. Yeah. Because, like, you mean to tell me the guy scores 30 goals this year, which he has, he has the ability to do. If he gets 30, he's getting at least $7 million next year, and he's walking. Leafs aren't affording a seven Sheesh. seven mil guy. That's crazy. Yeah, but like speaking of the Leafs, like they got a lot of they got a lot of decent talent in, but the guys they lost, it's a mixed bag to me. Some of them hurt. Some of them really hurt. Um, like I'll get to the lat like the biggest one last because that one was a bit of a weird one, and I think that's why Tyler Bertuzzi got signed. Um, so Bunting goes to Carolina for a 5.5 million AAV contract. I believe it was for five years, which for him, like he deserved that. He was a really good player for Toronto. Like he had the bad rep with taking the penalties, but he was a good player objectively. Um, yeah. Nola Chari follows Kyle Dubas, which, ow, that hurts. I wish we could have kept him. The other one that hurts is Luke Shen leaving. I wish I could have kept him too because Luke Shen coming back for a little bit was great since he hadn't been in the Leafs organization since I think like 2010. It's been a long time. And then the funniest one, arguably the worst signing of free agency was uh, the Yeiser plan. I don't know if it's a plan anymore. It might just be on a sticky note at this point. They signed Justin Hall to a three-year, $3.4 million contract, AAV. Just, that's wild because I don't really know what the Red Wings are doing because they signed a lot of guys. I know, and... I mean, I could list the names from, like, Christian Fisher. They brought in Shane Gosespair, and a lot of these people are on one-year deals. They brought in Clint Costin for two years. They brought in James Reimer. Mm, wow. Like what? You already have Huso. You have Nedeljkovic. They don't have Nedeljkovic anymore. Oh, yeah, Nedeljkovic gone? Yeah, ironically, the Reimer contract oh, made they buy him out? Walk. No, his contract just ran. Oh, I forgot. He's, he's with, uh, so he's he's with, with Pittsburgh. He's with the Pittsburgh. Hang on, see. He's with Pittsburgh. But like, 
Is that really an upgrade to Nadelkovic? It's not. No, That's it's a, downgrade. a downgrade. I'm sorry. Now you're putting more pressure on Vili Husso, who didn't have a great year last year. He was either really good or really bad, and there was no in-between with him. Yeah. With a guy who was not good the last few seasons. Like, And then, like, a lot of the other guys are really just – like, no one's really a big – like, I don't know. I mean, I get they brought in – I guess the big one, they did bring in JT Comfort, but, like, even I – I just think that's a, just a bad fit with the way their team plays. I didn't think it was a good fit either. And like to give you an idea with the Red Wings decor, they currently have Ben Sherratt and Justin Hall for like eight eight point one million dollars. They're making eight point one million dollars together a year, and they're probably going to be on a D pairing together. Which is like the worst that that is a nightmare. Take and you that. want Billy Huso to be better? And mind you, also Oli is still there. <laughs> and Oli is probably not the worst defenseman they have. No, and that's a sad bit. Like Gossesfair, like, I think is decent. I think he gets traded at the deadline. I think that's a deadline piece. <clears throat> I mean, they're really damn. just that's the issue. They're gonna make more cider and Jake Wallman have to stand on their heads. And, and that's gonna like, just, that's gonna ruin them unless Ben Sherratt yeah. is gonna help him, which he won't. Probably not. Oh my god, like, I really don't. They might be one of the biggest. I would say one of the biggest losers, but no, 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 there's a bigger one in my head. Detroit is one of the biggest ones because they also put Joe Valeno on uh, waivers today. Yeah, I didn't. I did not understand that one. I. I don't know what they're trying to do because they had a bunch of cap space and then how much do they have now? They have they have nine point nine million right now, so they have room to do something, but that team is not looking too hot right now. No. There are worse teams, ironically, even in like on their side that I think yeah, are there way are. worse. <laughs> and I I can name two right off the get-go. Who do you think are like the biggest losers of free agency? And like, just I'll tell start with me one. Why. Yeah. Uh, Columbus. Yeah. Agreed. Crap trades. And then, mind you, they signed. No guys. No one. Because the whole joke of it, nobody wants to play. And then, mind you, they lost Gavin Bayreuther. Yeah. To Dallas. Like, and I'm kind of surprised that no one awful. like I'm so I'm kind of surprised at the narrative that like no one wants to play in Columbus. Now I don't think they do. People want to play because like I guess it has to do with the skill of the team as well. Because there are like teams in that area that people want to play for. Like it's not like it's just this remote area and it's not nice. Like it's a no, nice city. It's just they also just shot themselves in the foot with the like I said. The Provorov and the Damon Severson move yeah. were both stupid. And then, mind you, think about who their coach is for a second. Mike Babcock. And all the stuff that came out with yes. Oof. It's going to make it tough for one for, to make players want to go play for him. I think yeah. they got a good guy in the draft in Fantilli because I think the Ducks kind of fumbled on that deal. Mm-hmm. But... I, 
they're they're just a really young team so like it's kind of hard to judge but i do agree that they lost the deadline a bit because they didn't really address any needs that they had they took the goaltending is still shaky well they're kind of screwed at that right now elvis is on either year one or year two of a five-year deal with like no guys really in front of him like he has a couple of guys but Renski's injury prone severson is okay and Provorov isn't terrible. good defensively either. So, like, I don't know what the plan is going forward with them. Who do you yeah, think the I other should... team is? Yeah, I got one. I'll let you take a guess. Is it Anaheim? Think meme. Think meme. Who's a meme? Who's one of the biggest memes last Biggest memes Big last year? Bruins? You think Boston oh, is? Oh, yes. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. Why, Bro, why do you say that? Suck, and I could, I could start with all of them. Morgan Geeky for two years, I think, is a massive, like, especially, I, like, he was one, probably one of our weakest players last year. I would have liked them to bring him back, but he's probably going to end up getting third, possibly even second line minutes with how Boston's team shaping up. And he's not that. He's never going to be that. They brought in Kevin Shattenkirk, who's been dog crap with their yeah. already weak defense in which they lost. They lost Tyler Bertuzzi and Orlov. They couldn't resign either of them. But you have to bring in Milan Lucic? Like, what? Yeah. They, they what the hell is wrong with you? With 6.2 mil, they could have gotten one of those guys back. I guess they're saving it for Swayman. And they signed JBR. They signed yeah. Milan Lucic to JVR and didn't want to bring in Tyler. You couldn't. They couldn't take that money they signed for those two and give it to Tyler Bertuzzi. Really? Yeah. Or Orlov? Like a bunch or of the, the money guys they, they the signed. A bunch of the guys they signed are like value contracts, but like that's not what Geeky's you need right now. Mil. Oh, it's not because Geeky's two mil. Ben Reemsek's one million, which is a which is decent. Uh, Shattenkirk is one mil, which isn't bad either. I mean, like, I don't think they really addressed any of their needs. I think they lost more than they gained. Because you know what teams need to just, like, do small value contracts? Your team. Yep. My team needs to do a little more bigger stuff. Vegas. Um, I'd say the Caps to a degree because they really don't – signing big players aren't going to help them. I mean, they only signed one guy. Damn, it's Max Pacioretty. Not a bad player. Yeah, it's Max Pacioretty who's been hurt for like God knows how long. But um, like they needed bigger. They had bigger and more pressing issues to worry about than giving out these value contracts. And it wasn't even to like really good guys, like guys who are going to be beneficial for them next year. Mind you, like like I said, team like Colorado or your team or the Sabers or the Sens, teams like that are should be giving out value contracts because they have the team already around in place. Boston as a team that's only going to be around for maybe one or two more seasons. If they haven't that, re-signed Bergeron yet. Bergeron has re-signed. Krejci has, isn't back Krejci yet. Has, isn't back. How long do you have left the Marshan? Two, three years? Uh, where's Marshan? Marshan has two more years, and he's 35. He's 35. Yeah. Yoy. And I think he'll still keep playing good, good for two or three more years. But, like, you have one or two more years left, if that. And this is the best you're yeah. giving your fans after that season last year. That is disgraceful. 
To me, it kind of looks like Boston is doing what Pittsburgh tried to do last year with the old man game. And I don't think it's going to work unless their goalie just bails them out. And I don't think Linus Allmark is going to stand on his head the way he did last year. I don't really think so either because most of the Boston success was around their defense. I mean, yeah. And like I said, they lost they lost Orlov and Connor Clifton. Connor Clifton Damn. went to a rival in the Sabres. And Orlov. Orlov went to uh, Carolina. Yep. Which wow. makes them one of the biggest winners already in my eyes. For Carolina did really good. Carolina did really, really good. And like I said, you think about the fact that next season with Carolina, their first pairing is going to be Brent Burns and Dimitri Orlov. Oh, my God. And they have Jacob Slavin. God. And Brett Pesci. Yeah, Brett Pesci. Like, God help every team. Wow. In the, in the Metro. I, like, I know there's a lot of decent teams in the Metro, but God help everybody in their in, in that division because they're going to need it with that. Those two are a nightmare together. And like and like I said, and they signed Michael Bunting to a deal that I thought isn't even that bad. Michael Bunting's deal is decent. Oh, he got uh he got uh four point five million. Never mind. But his his I thought someone was gonna deal be a is very good. And drink six excuse six. I'm shocked they didn't give him a five, like over five mil, but still that's pretty good. That's like, really good considering how much I thought they were gonna over the team that I thought was gonna overpay. Yeah, because like the Metro was super losers, in my opinion, on the East. I I agree with that. The other big loser to me is Anaheim, just because of the contracts they signed. Like they just signed too many old guys. So let me get into let me get into their cap friendly real quick. They signed Alex Kalorn to a four year, six point two five million dollar contract. To give you an idea, Alex which you knew someone will be about thirty. Yeah, he's thirty-three years old, which is what makes it thirty-three. Yikes! Yeah, oh God, which makes it a yikes. Oh, uh, like who? Who else did they? Who else did they sign? Because I know the Henrique one was pretty they bad. Signed Radko Gudas. Radko Gudas to a three-year, four million dollar deal. He's also thirty-three, which is also a yikes. John Gibson doesn't want to I, play another game for him. The, the only thing I can understand with those two is being like base holders. But then again, like they've done this the last few years with guys like Klingberg and Shattenkirk and guys like that. Like, like and they have so going. many guys. They have so many guys on their entry level contracts that need deals. So like Trevor Zegris needs a deal. Troy Terry needs a deal. Mm, These, this is this year. Jamie Drysdale needs a deal. Lucas Dostal needs a deal. Like, this is oh. just... The Ducks are in a bad spot. Mind you, they, they, they also lost their backup. Yeah, they did. Like... Stalwarts went to Florida. John Gibson and John D- Gibson doesn't want to play there anymore. Which, if I'm the Penguins after That's signing Tristan Jari to that contract, oh shit, I wouldn't have done that. Nah. <laughs> Except the Penguins mm, are Jari in elite. on Jari's elite. Jari is no, no, no. 
He's okay. Here's my opinion <laughs> on Tristan Jari. And like I know, like my fantasy group chat, um, my fantasy hockey group chat is probably listening to this right now. And I know that like one of my friends loves Tristan Jari. So here is my opinion on him. I don't think that he is necessarily a bad goalie. When he's dialed in, he's one of the better goalies in the league. To me, Tristan Jari is dead smack average, also known as mid. Because when he has his games where he's on, he's really good. Like 9-12 save percentage, very decent. Games where he is not on, where he's in his head, he is fucking terrible. Like, go back and watch game 81 against the Chicago Blackhawks and Black tell Hawks, me that yeah, Tristan that Jari is an elite goaltender. No, I can't. Granted, I get that his defense in front of him didn't do him any favors last year, but watch him in game 81 or watch him in the Islander series in 2021. He is not an elite goaltender. He's not. He hasn't proved no. it yet. He's proven that he's a decent goaltender. He's proven that he's a decent starter, but he hasn't gotten to the upper echelon of goaltenders yet. He just hasn't done it. So do I think he's worth $5.375 million? Absolutely not. Do I think he's worth around three? Probably. I just think the goaltending market was so shitty this year that Dubas didn't have a choice. And that's one of those things where what are you going to do? Yeah. Although bringing in Dalkovich will help as like a backup and the Smith is there still. So they have options if they need to, but the Smith is getting bought out in my, the bought out or traded in my opinion, maybe because to me, the reason why the penguins didn't make the playoffs was Casey to Smith was God fucking awful in the majority of his games. Like I'd have to, I'd have to look up his, uh, cause like even in the world championships, uh, with Team USA, he wasn't good either. Like he, uh, he like he just funny. wasn't all that great. What's funny? Yeah, that stinks. <laughs> I'm gonna quickly tell a story. It was my it, it was my first hockey game I ever went to in person. <laughs> it was sophomore year, so two years back. It was yeah. my friend who's, who watches this back. He walked uh, from Philly. It was Ducks. Uh, pens. The game was one nothing. A goal from Brock McGinn. And who which plays for the Ducks? Casey DeSmith got. <clears throat> yeah, that's funny to say that he went over in the uh the Kulikov deal, didn't he? Or did he just? Yeah. Or that two different deals. Yeah, he did. But um, yeah, like, he scored the only goal, and Casey DeSmith. Put up a 38 save shutout. Was I there? I might have been there. I might have been there with my girlfriend, which is funny as hell. I think I might have been there. That's wild. But yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of a shame he like just his struggle that he does. And I like, and the thing is, I looked at how the penguins went about it. And I think they made a lot of moves that I think are solid. Like even the six-year deal with Ryan Grace. I think they're buying at the right time to give him a deal. They grew but they Brian brought him a for three years. Nachari Lars Eller for two years, which I think is a great leadership signing. Mind you, they also traded for Riley Smith, and they really didn't give up a ton to get him. 
they just got it. They gave up a third for him third, which for which is that wild. quality of player. That second line is going to be Riley Smith, Evgeny Malkin, and Brian Russ. That's pretty damn good. Like if Riley, I'll be shocked if Riley Smith doesn't put up a 60, 70 point season next year. I'll be kind of shocked because he's really good. He was really good. He's cracking at least line. 50. I think his, I think his, <clears throat> he had 56 50. last season. So he's got, at I least think 50. he's getting 50. He had 26 yeah. goals last season. Dude, Dubas did a really, to me, the Penguins were one of the biggest winners of, of free agency because the contracts they signed weren't crazy in value minus the Tristan Jari thing, but we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. It could be good. could be not I was good. a huge fan of the Matt Nieto contract for like, it's only, million. it was two, 900 like million. 900 K oh, for two years. Stuff? Yeah, I guess so. The penguins are uh, weird with how they announce contracts. So, like they announced the full worth of the contract rather than the AAV for it. So yeah. like initially reading like the tweet or the Instagram post, you're like, oh shit, they signed a really bad guy for like 1.8 million. And then you look into the details like, oh, it's 900K a year. That's not bad. That's wild because I think <laughs> to let someone like, like they let Brian Dumoulin go. They let Dmitry Kulikov go. They let Jason Zucker go. And he could have stayed. And I, and I think all those were actually surprisingly probably the right calls. I think all of them were the right call based on how they replaced the guys. Because Riley Smith was mm-hmm. a Zucker replacement. And I think Riley Smith will arguably have a better impact because he has a little bit more speed. Nolachari yeah. bolsters the bottom six because that was the main problem last year. The Penguins' main problem was I remember there was a stretch of like 15 games where the top six had like 96% of the scoring and the bottom six had like two goals in 15 games or something crazy. I think Brock McGinn and Jeff Carter had zero points in 17 games or something crazy like that. Hey, God. That's why Brock McGinn was shipped off. They were both god awful. They really can't do anything about Carter. So they're going to have to hope he figures it out this next season. Carter's got one year left and they're just going to float him on the fourth line. Yeah. See what happens. <clears throat> That was Ron uh, Hextall's worst contract. That was the worst one he's ever signed. That that Carter <laughs> deal, man. That oh my god, he was good when he first got to Pittsburgh. I remembered he was really. <laughs> I bought his fucking jersey. He was that good his first year. Mm. I have a Pittsburgh Penguins away jersey of Jeff Carter. I have like I own a Penguins Jeff Carter jersey. Which is like that though no, but that tells you like how good he was his first year. Because yeah. I remember in all of my circles that watched hockey, whenever he scored a goal, I would get texts in all caps that said Big Daddy Jeff on it. It was funny as shit. And then his second year, oh, oh my god, my he's god. fucking dog shit. That's brutal. I don't know what the worst jersey I own is, because it's like a little anecdotal. What's the worst jersey I own? <clears throat> I don't know if it's the Phil one with Arizona. Oh God, what is the worst one? It might be the it might be the Carter one because that one's pretty the bad. See the Carter one, the Kessel one. They're both pretty bad. Kessel at least was decent with Arizona. 
Or last, not his last year. Not his last year, but no one was decent la- that last year. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's got to be Jeff Carter. Yeah. I also have a curse with jerseys, though. I'm never allowed to buy a jersey during the NHL season because the last time, like the last like 10 times I've gotten a jersey, whether I bought one or it was for a holiday or a birthday, all of them have gotten hurt. All of really? them. All of them. I got a Matthews jersey twice. His first wrist injury was when I got the St. Pat's one. His second wrist injury was when I got the uh, next gen jersey one by like the Bieber jersey. Uh, John Tavares got the concussion in the playoffs when I got his jersey. Um, Sidney Crosby got a concussion when I got his. Jake Gensel had a shoulder injury when I got his. G- Evgeny Malkin had a knee injury. Like, yeah, like you get the point. Oh it's my so God. many. So many of them have gotten hurt. Like, it is just crazy. But oh, you know, let's go to your team. All right. Because I want your opinion on these. You go all ahead right. and give us the rundown. There wasn't a ton that Seattle stunned so far. I mean, they let a few guys walk. I think they really only one, I think, was a mistake, and that was Sprong. Yeah, I agree. I really wish we would have kept him, but Detroit gave him a good, better value, I think. So, in return, they are trying Connor Carrick and Yamamoto. I'm guessing the answer is they're probably going to let Colin come up and play next season or let Ty Cartier play on a lower spot. I think they're going to do both. One of the two. Probably both. Because both of them played really good. It makes the loss a little – it makes that loss a little easier to swallow. But, like, I was shocked when I saw Carson Susie got a three-year deal. Yeah, I was surprised. Bye. (laughs) You know we have Kale Flurry. We'll make it work. I'm not. I'm not like part. And then we signed Brian Dumoulin, in which, uh, I think it could be I, decent if he issue. plays second or third pair of minutes. That's the issue here. I look at him and I'm like, I don't know where he's gonna play. I don't see a pairing in which he's gonna play well. He's not played not with, with Justin he's Schultz be- before. Was not great. He's played with Justin Schultz before in the playoffs with Pittsburgh. So I think if you reignite, I think if you reunite that defensive pairing, it could get you some good minutes in the second or third pair role. Yeah, I I don't know. I was watching Schultz play. That's kind of bit. I kind of do miss Susie a little bit because he played. He made Schultz look so good through that season. Like you guys, he had with us last season. So it's just like, I I don't know. I Your situation is gonna have to play on a decent. bottom three yeah. spot on the defense. If he plays, like, I would rather him just be on the third line at this point. They're not going to – with the guy they paid two years, they're not going to play him on the third line. It's going to annoy me. No. But it's like I don't think he's better than Larson, Dunn, Borg, and Orlesiak. I don't think he's better than any of those four personally. Yeah, because right now – Maybe but that's it. Your situation right now is you need to sign, you need to get Vince done under contract because he's an RFA right now. But you you guys will get him extended. And I think that's but, what the reason we're quiet, like kind of yeah. quiet with our moves is that yeah. we want to make sure we have the cap, which we have a ton of cap right now, to keep him. So I think that's part of the reason. Yeah. Um, like the Kraken so- have $14.5 million to work with. 
Um, you guys really need to resign. Big guy. He's really the only Vince big Dunn. guy. Him and maybe Colin. That's you need it. to get Vince Dunn, Will Borgen, and Kale Flurry under contract. The rest of your guys are under contract for the upcoming season. Yeah. Borgen, I'm not like especially now with Dumoulin, I'm not as pressed if yeah. he does walk. Flurry, I do want to keep because I liked him when we drafted him. I really mm-hmm. want to keep him. And Colin is going to be great, so they're going to they're not they're not going to mess that one up. I think they're calling likely. him up. They're gonna call him up, so they're not gonna mess that one up. Any everyone else, not that worried about. So, so your decor oh, and then right the other now. One. Yeah, decor right now is currently done. Larson, Elysiac, Borgen, uh, Dumoulin, Schultz, Flurry, Magna. That's not terrible. Because yeah, Alexiak and, and Larson. Alexiak and Larson has some size to them. Yes. Dumoulin. Larson gets better through the year, usually. Dumoulin and Schultz are decent together, so I think they're going to play together. Vince Dunn, I think, is the defenseman, like the franchise cornerstone defenseman. Um, You still have Jared McCann for a long time. There's uh, no really we need to worry about on the offensive pairing for the next no. two years, I think. Next two years, I don't think I have many people to worry about. Uh, next um, year, Eberly's a UFA, Wenberg's a UFA, and then you got a, a bunch of RFAs in Yamamoto, Tolvanen, and Baneers. Yeah, we'll get we'll keep you can get them all signed. And, yeah, well, I'm not too worried. So I like the idea, and then like I said, what you just stated, the other deal was they signed Kali Yamamoto from the Oilers. It's like you from a rival, and I like that. And I like that deal. I like the idea. He's gonna play on the fourth line or the third line with like with Tolvanen and Bjorkstrand and guys like that. And I think he's a good fit. He was solid defensively with the Oilers. You want to annoy so, the shit out of people? Put what? him and Yanni Gord together on a line. That'll be annoying as hell. Oh my god. That'll be that annoying actually, as hell. Oh my god, I just thought about it. You put him, you put Yamamoto on the left, you put Yanni Gord down the middle, Oliver Bjorkstrand to the right. <laughs> that is annoying as fuck. Oh, we are going to make that's everybody like, angry next year. I'm gonna love that's it. Like a bu- that's like a bunch. That's like a bunch of mosquitoes getting at you in your backyard. You're trying to smack them all off of you, and you can't. And all three of them will just annoy you, forecheck you into submission, and then uh, punch you in the face. Oh yeah, like they'll they'll uh, that I like I like the Kraken. I think they can run it back again. Yeah. I do. Now I'm really hoping we don't do something stupid and say here's Colin and Ty Cartier for Eric Carlson. Don't do that. Don't. Are you don't, guys in don't, for Eric Carlson? Don't do it. I really hope not. I don't think you guys are in on Eric Carlson. I think it's down to two teams. I hope it's not us. If we drink the Love. stupid juice and trade for him, I'll never forgive Seattle. I don't care about his 100-point season. That No. So. I will lose my mind. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, there was some news that possibly just broke on um, Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh? Yeah. Like just now. I, I just got, yeah, I just got a notice for it. Um. Vladimir Tarasenko to the Carolina Hurricanes. 
He will be signing with the Hurricanes. The details aren't known yet. No, the details aren't known yet. Oh my god. Dude, the Canes are fucking nuts. Oh my god. I'm so glad they're on the East. (laughs) I'm so glad they're East. Dude, they are going for it. Oh my god. Come on. Wow. Unless I was you not must have really that. broken them. Losing four straight to Florida must have broken them. That's insane. Does does Cap Friendly have him on there yet? So let me get this straight. He's not on there yet. Not yet. Oh, so and the Penguins just me, got Will just Butcher. About... Really? Right. Yeah, okay. Go, 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 go. There's too many signings happening right now. <gasps> nah, no, nah, you're good. I'm so getting let me off get Cap Friendly. Straight. They're gonna have Oh my god, I'm thinking about this right now. They're going to have Aho, Kokaniemi, Martinuk, Spestikov, Tara Vinen, Jordan Stahl, Seth Jarvis, Martin Nietzsche, and Tarasenko. To give you an idea, this, and is Michael their, Bunting. this is their top three lines right now. Top three oh lines as of right now. God. Tevo Teravainen, Sebastian Aho, Seth Jarvis. Line two... Andrei Svechnikov, Martin Natchez, Vladimir Tarasenko. Third line, Michael Bunting, Jordan Stahl, Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Holy If it wasn't for the fact that Riley and Malkin would play on the second line, Riley Smith and Malkin play on the second line, that actually might be the best second line in hockey. That's probably the best top 12 in hockey. Holy shit. That's probably the most balanced. Holy shit. How much what did the they f- pay him? And then if here's the defense, see too. He has a three year deal. I'm going to sh- shit my pants. This isn't even addressing their defense, which is Jacob Slavin, Brent Burns, Dmitry Orlov, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea, and Jalen Chatfield with Freddie Anderson and Nett. Oh my God, that is stupid. Which means why are the why are the hurricanes? Well. This is my this is my question to the to you and the general audience. Who do the Canes lose to in the first round after they win the President's Trophy? <laughs> uh, all right, let's look at the East quickly. They let me let me pencil it in. Let me let me let me find Sabres. the team. Uh, it's either going to be the Sabres, Sabres or the Washington Capitals. No, the Caps. The Caps are good. Oh my God! No, no. I swear to God, I'm the Cavs like, needed right, to sign a few more, like get a bunch more depth in signing. They have the best team on paper. Cavs so need to get a bunch more depth most... sign. No, it's gonna be the Sabers or the Sens. I don't know if the Sens make it. I don't know. I'm not big on them. They might. Debrinket, Debrinket doesn't want to play there anymore. Where did they sign? I think I they can really make anyone. It work. Let me see who Ottawa brought in. They brought in Eunice Corpusallo, mm. and I think that's Eric Brandstrom. I I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't I know. Don't, I like both those moves. I mean, at least I like there's them. nothing else. Corpusallo is going to be an upgraded Talbot. I just think they need more. They signed him for five years. Wait, hold up. <laughs> Wait, Tarasenko got five years. No, 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 no. Corpus Salo got five years. Cor- oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Tarasenko. Yeah, he got five years at four million. 
Never mind, that deal will be coming. <laughs> Yay, divisional oh, rivals God. giving out dog shit contracts. Thank you. For for all my Ooh. wrestling, for all my wrestling fans out there, uh, as Chad Gable would say, oh thank you. <laughs> We're going to calf friendly very quickly. Um this episode this. of the Pond Hockey Podcast is not sponsored by CapFriendly.com. CapFriendly.com, where you go for all of your hockey news to yell at your favorite players for making too much money. Wait. What? Oh, no, he went He went to the Kings. Never mind. Uh, oh, Talbot? Were you talking about Talbot? Nah, he's with the Kings. Yeah. So it's like they kind of just do a sentence. Yeah. Here's the thing. Corpus I was 29. Five-year deal. Adam. I mean, you are banking on him long-term and he's kind of an inconsistent guy. Yeah. But to me, with how the sends are built, I'd say that's not a bad deal. He's good when the team's playing at least solid. When the team is struggling defensively, he's not playing good. No, like it. Ugh. I don't like it. It's one of the. Weird I don't things. think the Sens are close. Like I don't think Detroit's close, and I don't think the Sens are close either. I can believe the Sens are close because, like, how they played last year, and they got very injured towards the end of the year. You need their young guys to step up, and like to me, you just, uh. It's very hard to tell for me because, like, I'm not that big on them because everyone's like, it's the sends, it's the sends, it's the sends. But it is incredibly difficult to make, like, a 30-point jump, which is what the sends needed to do last year. Like, let me look at the standings again because, like, I I think I'm missing something because the... They finished with 86 points. Yeah, and... So they were behind the Penguins and the Sabres. Like, I think they can do it. I just don't know. Because I think they're going to stay relatively the same, especially if they lose Alex Dabrinkit. Yeah, we'll see if they keep him. We'll definitely have to keep that up. But you know what I think is going to happen? What do you I think, think they make happen? it as the eighth seed. Because you know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction. And two teams are going to – actually, I'd say three teams that are in there right now are going to not make it next year. I'm saying the Lightning miss. <laughs> Oh, what? I think they took giant steps backwards this year. They made their team a lot older. Oh, my God. They made their team a lot older. Think about all the signings they did. Josh Archibald, Luke Glenn Denning, Connor Sherry for three years. (laughs) Connor Sherry for three years. Two two words. Two words. Two words. Andre Vasilevsky, next question. Yeah, but he's going to have to pull a Yusei Saros type deal and basically bail this team out, especially since their older players are getting older. And, like, you saw Edmund starting to struggle a little bit defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Stamkos is starting to get older. And mind you, they have Tanner Janot. Yeah, it's pretty bad. For that, for the amount of stupid juice they drank, they gave up five picks. And I think who was the other guy? Cal Foot. Yeah. For him, what? 
Oh, like, how my. stupid are you? I know they only lost Ian Cole and Alex Kalorn to free agency. I'm not convinced. They played like crap, and you can't deny this. For the last three months of the season, they played like trash. Yeah, I And then agree. played like trash in the playoffs. That, to me, is a sign that a dynasty is starting to end. When you, when you fall apart after starting the season off, right, that's exactly the – to another team that just blew it up, the Jets. That yeah. is the same way they played. Oh man, I oh, I don't. I'm know. not convinced. So I think they're one. I think the Panthers are going to have a cup hangover, potentially because they're injured to hell. Yes, and I say the Rangers. What? Yes. You think the Rangers are missing the playoffs? I think they're going to have probably the most underwhelming season in hockey. Barring the young players stepping up for them. Their defense is still all over the place. You know, you you cannot tell me this is true. Like, the only players I trust on their defense is Adam Fox and Keandre Miller. That's it. Okay, I might give it to you on the defense, but like I, I'm, I just want to give you the rundown of what you said. You think the best goalie in the world in Andre Vasilevsky isn't making the playoffs, and you think the second best goalie in the league in Igor Shesterkin isn't making the playoffs either? Having a good goalie is huge, but look at look at how Saros has played. He's made the playoffs once in the last three seasons. Yeah, but the Preds haven't been any good. The other two teams you just said have made the Eastern Conference Finals in the last two years. Yeah, well, they both have also taken giant steps backwards. That's two years ago. They've taken giant steps backwards this year and have a lot of young players who aren't developing for them. I given don't with think their the older core. Decline. I don't think the Lightning's decline happens at least the Rangers for another is probably two the years. wildest one. The Rangers is probably the wildest All one. All right, here, here's my question regarding the Rangers thing. Regarding the Rangers thing. Do the yeah. Islanders make the playoffs? Yes. Dude, no shot. No. No. The difference <laughs> I know the difference was a little bit bigger. I don't know. There's just I'm not convinced the Islanders are going to be worse than the Rangers. I probably am going to eat a lot of crap for that. The Islanders shouldn't have even made the playoffs last year. Maybe not. But I think they have a really solid team. They just need the offense to start stepping up a little bit. Like, let me read you the, the Rangers and the Islanders forward core. This is just their forward core. And this isn't in lines. This is just talent. Mm-hmm. So the Rangers, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, <clears throat> Vinny Trocek, Philip Heedle, who's eh, Barclay Goodrow, Capo Caco, and eh, Blake Wheeler, who's at 800K, Nick Benino, Jimmy VC, Tyler Pitlick, Alex Belzil, and Alexi Lafreniere, who's an RFA. So that's that's the Rangers forward core. Mm-hmm. The Islanders forward core, Matthew Barzell, Bo Horvat, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, J.G. Pajot, Kyle Palmieri, Pierre Engvall, who they signed to fucking seven years at three million each. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I saw that was funny. Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin, Ross Johnston, Simone Holmstrom, and Hudson Fashing. 
Oy vey. Here's the thing. And this is this is this is gonna sound really stupid. And like I said, this is gonna be unpopular. Um you look at the Rangers, all right? And I'll give it to them. Their top end talent is way better than, than the Islanders. I genuinely think they have a lot worse depth than the Islanders. Once you get past Kreider, Zabanajad, and Panarin, their talent drops like a rock. I mean, I guess they so do, does actually, the that's Islanders, they do have Philip Scheidel. But like, even like, think about this. Engvall almost had a 20-goal season last year. Brock Nelson played pretty solid for them. I mean, you still got a guy in Bo Horvat who I think is very talented. Bo Horvat and probably is one of the more underrated players. He just You've didn't had a play guy who's and... performed as well as he has in Calvary, who's had a down year or two. Yeah, with the Islanders. I like the overall look of how the Islanders team shapes, even if their goal scoring is a problem on their team. I, I just, I just want to bring something up. I just want to bring something up. There's just one player. Did you just sing praise to Pierre Ingval? Yes. I I have watched that man play for five seasons. No. No. Seven-year deal. <laughs> no. God but a guy damn. who I think is really productive for them on a second or third line role? Absolutely. With the, especially with how the Islanders play. You know that. Hmm. He works well with how, how the Islanders play. It doesn't work with you guys because you guys rely on a lot of scoring, high octane offense, and a lot of big passing. He wasn't that, dude. To give you he an was idea, just big and fast. To give you an idea, these are his seasons in the NHL. Pierre Engvall, first season, forty-eight games, eight goals, seven assists, fifteen points. Second season, forty-two games, seven goals, five assists, twelve points. Uh, third season, 78 games, 15 goals, 20 assists, 35 points. Decent. Uh, fourth season, 12 goals, 9 assists, 21 points with the Leafs, and 5 goals, 4 assists, 9 points. He has 92 points in 244 games. Like, uh, ugh. Uh, uh. But the last two seasons shown he's gotten a lot better in a, lot sh- in a very short amount of time as well. I just don't think he's what the Islanders need because my main problem with them is that they cannot score goals. No. Once you get past, I think they're really the big goal scorers are Brock Nelson and and uh, Barzell. And after that, it kind of because like drops. Bo Horvat had a significant decline in New York, and that is very concerning to me. I want to give it a whole season before I grind it because I'm not. Me too. I'm I think just a like... lot of it came from discontent for, from what happened with Vancouver. Yeah. I'm just like, with how the Islanders matched up against the Canes even, yeah. I think the Islanders were the worst team in the playoffs, including Winnipeg. Really? I just don't think the Islanders had that great of talent. I think it was purely Sorokin. I can understand that. I think if Sorokin stands on his head, they make the playoffs. But, like, my four coming out of the Metro, and, and, like, it's really hard because there are so many good teams. My four in this order, Canes at one, Devils at two, Rangers probably at three, Penguins at four, 
and maybe the Islanders sneaking at five. I think the Metro gets five teams in there this year. I'm going to make a bold call. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do uh, say Kane's one. I'm going to say I'm going to say doubles two for right now, unless they mm-hmm. do something stupid. I just saw the extended team on Meyer, which helps as well. Oh, they did. I'm going to say Pens three. And Islanders are four. How much is the team? Emo Meyer contract. Holy shit. It was a big contract. But you you, you cannot let him lose. You cannot lose. Whoa. Not with how much they give up. You can't let him walk. You, they had no choice. Oh, my they God. Gave up, they gave him a full no move. Oh, really? I didn't know that bit. Oh, God. So he gets what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He gets an eight-year deal, 8.8 mil. He's the highest paid player on the Devils. Even more than Hughes. No shot. Even more than Jack Hughes. Actually, He's the I'm highest paid forward opinion. on the Devils. I'm going to change my opinion now from that hearing that deal. I didn't know it was that bad. All right, I'm saying Pens 2, Devils 3. I, Islanders I four. Let me look up Timo Meyer really quick before I like say what I think I want to say. Before I say what I think I want to say, I need to look up his career stats. Four hundred and seventy-two mm-hmm. games, three hundred and thirty points. I mean, very good player. Last couple, last two seasons. 35 goals and 40 goals. I mean, I can see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess he had maybe 14. He's the thing. I look at his stats as well. With San Jose, he had 52 points in 57 games this last season. 31 goals, 21 assists. He goes over to the Devils in 21 games. He puts up nine goals and five assists. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna say Devils three, and then Islanders four. So, and I then just, for the Atlantic, I'm gonna say you're gonna hate me for this. Leafs one. Don't you fucking dare! Leafs no, Leafs one. Um, and then I'm gonna get this is this is where the this is where the stupidity is gonna ride out. All right. Oh God, I forgot how. God, the Atlantic I think is gonna be really bad next year. Actually. I'm gonna put the Leafs one. I'm gonna say, oh god. Um. All right, because I know how this works. Sabers two. No. Bruins oh. three. Sends four. <laughs> yes. Oh my and god. This is gonna be the biggest five head player. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be oh. completely wrong. Oh my god, you put the Sabres in it too? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Once again. So I Lightning think there's going three. there's right. going to be a team that is a big fuck you to the Leafs and wins the division because the Leafs can never have anything nice. They'll finish second in the division again. You say I got will go wild on you. I got uh Boston at one because fuck my life. Okay. Leafs at two. Uh oh. Tampa three. And then maybe oh, I think Buffalo sneaks in at four. 
if they no make a wild card. Shot, you think Tampa is three? I think Tampa's three. I do. I can't count out Vasilevsky. Oh, I can't. They got worse this last year. They were already bad the last year. I mean, I get I, it because you don't want to do that because you a it was the one team you beat, and b they're just a tough team all around and have the cups and all the stuff to prove like, it. It's I just, just don't think Tampa's done yet. I don't. I think it's just starting to feel like it's going to be a decline. I feel like they're going to go through a season like Pittsburgh did last year. So do I, but I still don't think they're bad enough to miss the playoffs. Maybe. I think they're I'm, still a good enough team I'm to finish the third. Sens right now, so I'm willing to I'm not, bank on man. those the, the Sabres and the Sens. Being if they get rid of Brinkett, if they get rid of Brinkett, no question they're missing. If the okay, I'll 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 agree with you. If they lose the Brinkett, I say they miss out, and then I say. Florida probably sneaks in. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not convinced the Lightning. I'm really not, which is wild. And then I guess while we're doing this, I guess let's look at the West West moves quickly and see, I guess, Uh-oh. biggest oh, winners God. and losers. Uh, I can start with biggest, one of the bigger losers, which I can laugh at hysterically. Uh, the Canucks. Ha, ha, ha. Bro, for reference, you want to know who they signed? Ian Cole, Teddy Bluger, or Super 3 Teddy Bluger went to Vancouver. No. Yeah, so Vancouver's one of the biggest losers because they need a lot of fixes and they need to trade JT Miller, neither yeah. of which have happened. Uh, second biggest loser, and this is going to shock, I think, you. Well, it might not. It's Vegas. They've signed no Vegas one. needed to shed they salary. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're a loser yet because they needed to sh- to shred some salary on them. Like, I mean, I guess I don't know. They still have a lot of star my problem players. Is, my issue is this though: they drop like Teddy Bluger leaving, whatever. Quick, you yeah. know, like, all the players for SWAT, like whatever. Then they trade Riley Smith because I guess he's eating too much cap. Did they give Aiden Hill a two-year extension for too much money? For 10 mil, basically 10 mil. What? Yeah, they give it 4.9 million for two years. I mean, oh, I guess I guess that's not true. They did do one thing I will I I think was a really good move, which was keeping was. Barbashev. Oh yeah, yeah. They kept them on five on five by five, which I think that's was why they got decision. rid of uh that's why I guess they got that's why I guess Smith. they could look out. I guess they looked at Riley Smith as like I guess depth goods, like luxury goods. I still so like we to trade team. a player as well as he is with that. I still like their team as well, but I feel like they kind of took a hit through paying yeah. the cup tax. Yeah, and cup teams always do. I I still really they still have most of their guys there. I still like their team a lot. I do. I just feel like it's kind of a uh, just weird for me, like yeah. trading a good guy and then re-signing a goalie in which you still have Laner, which you really can't trade. Uh, you bring back. You, you still have Logan Thompson. Where the hell is Aiden Hill going to slide in? Is he going to be second? Is he going to be first? What What are you doing with Laner? I think Laner might be done. I don't think he is. I think he's still got another year or two. So yeah, but he's still in the LTIR. No, yeah, we'll see. He's, but yeah, no, Vegas. he's a big help to Vegas's cap circumvention. So I do agree with the Ducks being bad. The Ducks are like pretty a- bad. Terrible one. Uh, I know who I have the biggest winner on just because of the sheer value of the contract. Yeah, give me the winners. I think it's Matt. I think uh, 
Dallas was a pretty big winner by getting Matt Duchesne. Yeah. I Matt Duchesne for one year, three mil. That's pretty damn good. Like, yeah, I get to me. They're to me. They're a pretty big winner. Um, the West didn't really have like a ton of like big splash moves. It was kind of well, one team did. Which I put him as one of the bigger winners because I actually kind of liked how they handled the offseason. Who do you think is the other big winner? Nashville. Yeah. I like I the O'Reilly sign. They brought like... in Gustav Nike with the three. They gave three years to Luke Shen, which I think is going to be a big help for them. Yeah. Even kind of taking a risk with a guy like Cody Glass, I think it's a good decision. I think they're in good shape. I mean, Relatively good shape. And they brought in think... a cup winner in William Carrier. And they have a bunch of draft picks. Yeah. Think, yeah. think about it. They, drank, they got so much benefit for trading a guy in Tanner Janelle. They got five draft picks and Cal Floyd, who I think is decent. And they have for that well. first round pick in, uh, in 2025 from Tampa. That second round pick from Tampa. I another think second Nashville round pick from Winnipeg. could have a massive bounce back year. I think they can too. I'm, I'm not sure if they're ready for the playoffs yet. I think they're close. They're definitely well, close. Well, I think the West is a lot weaker, so I'm willing to. I think they slot in wow. around the seventh seed or third in the division. I think that's around where they are. I could agree with that. Which isn't yeah, bad. Yeah, I definitely could. Because it's going to ironically go with my next biggest loser, the Wild. Yeah, like they – for they, whatever reason, gonna... the Wild are like always super quiet around this time of year. Well, unfortunately, they're kind of screwed right to now. Be, I was gonna say, to be fair, they can't really uh, afford a whole lot of a whole lot of yeah, guys. And for reference, people, the reason things are as bad as they are is because back way back when, seven million dollars they signed a uh, they signed two contracts. So the reason why NHL contracts are probably so different nowadays is because of these two. Yep. And Zach Parise, who is now with the Islanders, and now he's a UFA there, and Ryan Suter, who is still with the Stars. And they are paying those two a combined, which you just said, fourteen point seven million to not play for them. <sighs> Granted, it gets and, um, better in 2025, but s- still. Yeah, for the next two seasons, they have to eat seven million. Oh, seven million. Seven for million each. each. And after that, they can manage it because it's only like a million or like a million and a half or one point six. One point six million. Yeah. For these this season and next season, they're strapped with fourteen million that they can't use. Boy. Which, for reference, their defense is their entire defense right now. It's making nineteen point two million. <laughs> Damn, and they have to find a way to keep Philip Gustus. Philip Gustafson. Oh well, they have seven mil in cap space right now, so they can probably do it for the right price. Yeah, but after the yeah, but after this next season, uh, Zuccarello and Felino are both. I know. I know. UFAs. They're in trouble. Good next thing year. they have bold. The good thing they have the one thing I'll give them credit to. They kept Frederick Gaudreau, Joel Erickson, and Matt Bowley long term, and Kaprizov. So they, I think that's made the moves right before things got wrong. And Spurgeon, I mean, they kept a lot of their good players long term already. So 
that's the good sign that they could still be fine. But they're definitely going to take a hit if they lose a guy like Gustafson, if they can't keep him around and at a deal that's not going to destroy their cap. It's just going to be... And then for some reason they said, yes, let's take Pat Maroon. <laughs> so I'm keeping an eye on this... Uh... Uh, the Tarasenko one? On Eric Carlson. Oh God, please don't be. Sad. Eric Carlson trade talks are intent are intensifying. Pittsburgh Penguins just, are the favorite. Thank God, just just not Seattle. Oh God, Pittsburgh's gonna no no. <laughs> Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh wants him. I don't know what they're gonna trade for him. Let's say <laughs> no. I don't nah, not not nah. Like who? <laughs> oh, that would be. Who are they getting rid of? Oh, God. You know what I think it might be if it is Pittsburgh? Is it Gensel? By Gensel. By Gensel. Oh, God, oh, no. God. Oh, shit. Shit, they want to get rid of... Oh, my. They might not he have does a have one year issue. left. They might not have a choice. I saw You guys want to take Jeff Carter, too? Jeff Jeff Carter's undoubtedly going back the other way, but I think they might need to do Gensel to sweeten it. Oh shit! Oh god, that is going to be no. unpopular. Here comes the one bad Duba straight a year. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I don't know if I do. Yeah, that's that. the thing I will always say with Dubas. He did a lot of good moves, but then he'll always have one bad move. It's like. Signing Tavares or trading Rasmus Sandin or we can or and we Nazem will Kadri. or Nazem Kadri for Alex Kerfoot or letting Jared Justin McCann. Hall staying there. Jared McCann. Fuck. But Alex Kerfoot. <laughs> God. So uh, do you want to hit the guess... draft steals last Potentially, yeah. Like, I think with we already did a prediction on the e. Yeah, no, no, we'll definitely do draft steals last. But I definitely want to hit let's the outdoor West season prediction for right now. Oh God! In All which right. the West, I feel like is gonna be a lot harder because in pretty much every case, the bad teams pretty much stayed bad. To me, I think the Central is really cut only and dry. The Central's cut and dry. The only thing I'm gonna say, I think Stars are one. Abs are yeah. two. I'm high on the Preds. I think they're going to be three. I can see that, yeah. I, I think, think the they wild, get a split of four and four. Season. I think they get a four and, and I think four the wild walk in. Yeah. The only way the wild miss is if the Blues stand on their head and make it. I don't think the Blues are Blues are the only there team yet. that are hard. Yeah. The Blues are the only team that missed the playoffs last year that I genuinely have confidence in that could make it. And a lot of things would need to go way. right this season. Yeah, I can see yeah. them going either way. I like Craig Berube, so I like what he does as a coach. So I think he could yeah. motivate him. Because they did play, I think, a decent bit better towards the end of the season. Yeah, they did. I mean... Trade deadline, mind you. To me, the Central looks like... They still have talent. Yeah. Like, I think Dallas slots at one. I think Colorado's a close second. I see Nashville sliding in at three and Minnesota getting a wild card spot. 
the only way Nashville misses is if everything goes wrong. Yeah. Like Minnesota is like a barely way. makes it for me because I could see another Pacific team coming Florida in and stealing it. Yeah, um, I mean, really? I think the Pacific sucks. And I'll say this. I think Vegas is one. And yeah. I don't think there's a question of it. Actually, I'm going to do a double take on that. I think Oilers sneak it at one. By the end of the season, they take it at the end. Vegas falls at two. Seattle, I think, as long as they don't do anything stupid or Grubauer doesn't turn to a tire fire this season, I'm praying that does not happen. Don't let me clip this into a TikTok. I'll kill myself. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> and honestly... I just, oh, I'm really not sold on the Kings this year. I'm really not. So, for me, I have um, Edmonton at one, Vegas at two, Seattle at three, and LA at four. I mean, I think LA's four, but I don't know if they're the last yeah. spot. I think they're the seventh seed over whoever the central division is. I think they're seven over uh, Minnesota. Actually, I'm going to go ballsy. So I'm going to make another ballsy take. Oh, like... boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. I think Here we're we go. Only get, I think we're only going to get three teams from the Pacific. I think the Kings end up being the outside of looking in despite having a solid season. I think the Wild finish on seventh. Goaltending. I think the Wild finish seventh. I think the Blues finish eighth. And sneaking like two points in, like one or two points in. Because, like, I'm looking at the rest of the Pacific. The Flames are a mess. Yeah, they are. The Canucks are are probably one of the biggest train wrecks right now in the league. The Sharks suck and have albatrosses, and they're going to trade Carlson and probably Logan Couture if they can. And their team is bad. And the Ducks are directionless. And then you go to the. Central, and the Jets are going to be garbage this year. They're going to be garbage. They're going to be horrible. The Coyotes are a joke in every facet. And the Blackhawks still stink. They kind I think of, it'd be funny as shit if the Blackhawks made the playoffs because fuck everything. Oh, my God. If Connor Bedard just puts up, like, a 200-point season. Connor Bedard stupid, gets, like, 102 gonna, like, points and just carries them. He puts up 100 points, and they sneak in at the AC. I'll just throw my – yep. With Peter Mrazek putting up an 870 season or something like that. Because, <gasps> mind you, Chicago signed one free agent, and it was Ryan Donato. Yeah. And it was to a one-year deal. That's all they signed. Yeah, I don't think Chicago is making it, but they could. No. but I don't think they are. No, they, they would have to do an Oilers type thing where Bedard stood on his head and they pulled two or three yeah. guys. Andreas Athanasiu, you want to put up a career year? <laughs> Come on, be everyone good puts them. up a career year. But yeah, but I'm. I think five teams from the Central make it. I think the Kings definitely regret, especially because now Tal was their goalie. Talbot's yeah, their goalie. Think about that for a second. Unless that's not ideal. I'm curious about something. Yeah, there are two Copley, goalies right now. Are Phoenix Copley. Yikes. It's Phoenix And Copley. big save Copley, Dave. Cam Talbot. And big no, save Dave. Shot. He's not with them, is he? 
Big Save Dave. Forget my boy Big Save Dave. <laughs> Big Save Dave. You mean dog crap Dave? Dog shit Dave. Oh my Big god, shit Dave. Dave Riddick, Phoenix, Copley, and Cam Talbot. Yeah, yep. this is further proving my point. I'm not convinced with the Kings. Fuck yeah. I don't Mind see you, they also traded who was it, Sean Dersey? Yeah, to Arizona, which was a yikes. For what? Like, I guess they brought in Gavrikov, but like, is that an upgrade? No, I don't think it is. No, it very isn't. They're already a team that I think has enough offensive issues at times. Yeah, I think the Kings might be. Oh yeah, and they lost Gabriel Velarde. Oh yeah, because they traded him away to for PLD. For and Alexia follow for PLD. This is further proving my point. I'm not convinced. Shit. Yeah, they might be. Fucked. I think I remember saying, might make it from the Pacific. I remember saying that the Kings were gonna win a couple, couple episodes ago. Scratch <laughs> that completely off the fucking board. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really going can't. back. I'm going back in and editing it out. Fuck you. Fuck. Fuck that. No, I'm not, not doing it. Yes, I am. Fuck that. Nope. Doing it. I'm editing that shit out. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. No evidence. No proof. We no have proof, the evidence. No evidence. No, no proof. Evidence. No evidence. No. 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 But it's just like it, it's so tough for me because the West is the East is like a lot harder to predict. You know, the Lightning could get in. The Sabres and Sens could get in. If the Red Wings have everything go right, they could get in. The Caps even have a chance, probably. The Pens have a chance, you know. The only team that I think are not <clears throat> playoff caliber are the Flyers, Blue Jackets, and Canadians. That's it. Whereas you look at the West, I mean, there could be an argument for the Flames, but their team was really not that good this year. And I'm curious. Let me check one thing. I'm just scrolling quickly. Calgary, 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 Calgary. They signed one guy. Or two guys. Tucker Pullman and Jordan Osterley. Oh, yes, they did nothing. So they did nothing. And the joke is usually Bradtree Living is a passive GM. And he wasn't passive this offseason. Hell no, yeah. No, they actually made some decent moves, save for the Ryan. Now extend Austin. God damn it. So, like, and that's my problem here. It's like the East is, like, a lot harder to predict. There's a lot more room for teams to disappoint, whereas the West, you have maybe half of the West that are genuinely can make the playoffs. The other yeah. half suck. Like, the there is two teams here. That genuinely look like they could be that would be like decent and might have playoff aspirations. That's the Flames, who I just I'm not convinced. Neither am I. Unless Jacob Marstrom has a bounce back season. And the Blues, which another case of maybe bad goalies killed yeah. them. So it's just tough for me to gauge the West because the West is I I I guess it is worse, a lot worse. Than the East, but it's yeah. more top heavy. For sure, the West is top heavy. The East I mean, is kind of had... all over the place. The West is just top heavy. I mean, you had a bunch of teams with 90 points last season, and, and then looking at the West, all but one team had over 100 points. Even Seattle had 100 points. <clears throat> yeah, um, 
I'm not sure how it's going to go. I think the East is a lot more harder to predict than the uh, than the West is. The West is really cut and dry. And barring something stupid, watch Arizona just fuck around and make the two-seaters somehow. Just something stupid. Anaheim wins like 40 games or something like that. Just something stupid. Just something that not no one would predict. Barring a stupid drunk bet you make with friends. God, I'm still looking at these Penguins rumors, and there's like nothing. Really? Nothing on who they're getting. I don't know. But in terms of like the draft, we've kind of we kind of covered uh the Bedard thing. So I think there's really only one sort of thing to cover. We can say something good about the Flyers, eh? Yeah. Happy stuff. I have not said that in a long time. There is one but... I want to cover because it was a guy I think I I liked a lot from the draft. But okay, cool. who'd you like? Um. I thought he was going to top 10. His name was Zach Benson. Yeah. I thought he was going to end up with, like, the Red Wings or, like, even the Caps. The Sabres got him. Yeah, that was a pretty good steal. That was, I like that. Like, wow. Like, they... <clears throat> like, I'm I thought the Red that. Wings were going to take him 100%. So did I. I thought the Caps were going to take him. I was shocked that they didn't. The Caps might have been rattled a little yeah, bit I was so by when I saw... who the Flyers yeah, picked. But yeah. no, like to me, the Flyers got like far and away the best deal in the draft. I don't know why Montreal picked David Reinbacher. Like, not yeah. a bad pick, but I don't necessarily think it's he's better than Mitchkov. Like. To me, I think the Mitchkov deal is far and away the best deal of the draft. And like, I get he's not going to play in the NHL for two or three more seasons, but that kind of fits the Flyers' timeline. I would continue to be not a great team for two or three more years and then get as many good players in the draft as you can. And when you're about to get ready to break in, here's Mitchkov. Yeah. Especially because with the Flyers right now, there's no real like rush. No. To like have to be good, and unless Comcast you, wants revenue, but other than that, because they're making like all the right moves. Provorov got traded; they got out of the Kevin Hayes contract, which I think probably might be their biggest win yet. Oh yeah, you know they brought in some guys who are going to be placeholders: Mark Stahl and Garnet Hathaway and Ryan Poling. No one's going to be you know great for them, but like no guys who are going to help them. And who knows if Garnet Hathaway can play solid? He got traded last year. Garnet Hathaway is a value. solid flyer. I like that fit. Yeah. I mean, I like what they're doing. They didn't really do anything stupid. Which I don't usually... think they really have done anything wrong this offseason. I think they've had a pretty solid offseason. <laughs> Best offseason they've had in a Oh, long yeah. They also got JVR. His contract got rid finally. Of him. <laughs> LOL boss. Tony D'Angelo is also going to be gone to uh... – Carolina as well. Jesus fucking Christ. So really? Yeah, they have to wait until July 7th for the deal to go through, but... He's going, going back to through. Carolina. Yeah, he is. Makes sense. He was playing yeah, his best and was happiest fit. there. Yeah, decent fit. 
but like there was so much stuff that happened this week like if we missed anything like i genuinely i don't know how we could have covered it without like a whole <laughs> extra team like it, there's a lot of stuff you know what i want to do one other thing before we wrap up this episode what you want to do pick up pick the top five worst teams in the nhl this next season okay well the worst one's an easy one for me i got are we doing five at worst and one like the best of the five yeah i'll do five to one you could do it however you want all right you start first i think five is going to be I think the Habs just missed out on being number five because the reason things went so bad for them is because they barely had enough bodies to be on the ice. That's true. And I think they have a lot more exciting young talents than a lot of other teams. So I'm willing to be higher on them. Getting number five, I think it's going to (laughs) crack in with the Yotes. Yeah, the Yotes five. Mine matches. think they have some stuff there but they're probably going to trade Keller and that's going to hurt them more yeah they don't got much there some but not much number four I'm going to say Ducks Agreed. I'm just not convinced the Ducks are going to be as bad as they were this year but I they're going to still be bad like they, they had the worst record in the league yeah, yeah. like it I can think, only go up I think five and four match Coyotes are ass with no way up, and the Ducks have some bright future, but it's still looking kind of iffy. Number three, and I'm probably this might be the boldest one. I'm probably gonna eat a lot of crap from this. Jets. I agree with that. Actually, they're gonna suck. I don't think they're gonna be as good. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be as good. They're gonna be a lottery pick this year. They're terrible. Like unless I wouldn't be surprised. I'd bump the Jets to probably like one of the five. I'd probably put them up at one and probably slot two more teams in between them. If if they keep Halibut, I'll say they probably avoid it. But I think they're yeah. gonna trade him. They're gonna have no goalie. They already have a bad defense. Yeah. And they're gonna trade away more. They're gonna be horrible this year. If Halibut plays a game for them, that changes instantly. But I think yeah. he's gone. So with him gone. They're going to get shelled. So they're going to be number three for me. Number two, I'm saying Blue Jackets. Agree. I They've taken so many steps backwards in my head with how they've handled the offseason, their coach signing. Literally everything they could have done right, they did wrong. They let Gavin Bayer through walk. They saw, brought in terrible defensemen and then extended said two terrible defensemen long-term. And they have a coach who has had discontent with a lot of players. But come on, he's taking a new approach. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. What's a concussion? He clearly doesn't believe in one. And then number one. <laughs> you ready to do it? Drum roll, please. <laughs> this is Sharks. Yeah, Sharks. That'd Especially be- if they get rid of Carlson. Sharks. Poor Anthony Duclair. He deserves so much better. <laughs> he deserves so much better than this. Yeah, he does. He, he's going to oh, be my. so 
bad for reference. Their goalies are Capo Kakinen. Yeah, yeah, you know. And uh and Blackwood. Fuck. That is those are their goalies. Bad. That's pretty bad. The like the <laughs> the only offensive talent they have on their team. He's like Kachur, Barabanov, and Hurdle. Yikes. That's it. Or last year they had Luke Cunning playing on a first line. Luke Cunning. Oh my god. On the wing. That's pretty bad. Not an expert, but that's pretty bad. That's called embarrassing. That's like called dog shit. Yeah, that's called dog shit. And mind that's you, called terrible. a certain Mark Edward Vlasic is still there. The pickle's still there? Fuck. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, How old is he? A 36. He's Oh, God, I thought he was can older I do than a, that. Could I do a search on something? Sure. Sharks. Sharks. Yeah. Damn, that guy looks like he's freaking 43. They always oh my god. What? Oh my god. What? Mark Edward Vlasic has three years left at seven million. No! No, no, he does not. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's gonna play till 30. No, he doesn't. Until till until 2026, bro. No, he doesn't. I I don't believe this shit. I don't believe this shit. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's getting seven million for the next three years. For the next three, oh, and he has a modified no trade call. Oh my fucking god! Are you kidding? I didn't even see that. Oh no! Damn! Oh, and that's why they haven't traded Kachura Hurdle. They both have. They both. No move and no trade clauses. Oh, well, that's what hurdles and no move clause. <laughs> yeah, no, they're going to be the worst team in hockey. They're this year, I'm convinced. No, 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 the Coyotes are. Coyotes are. I, I stand no, by the Coyotes. No, the Oats at least. The Coyotes don't have any players. players. Who's they the best player? Players Jason this year. Zucker? They brought Jason Zucker. They brought in Alice Kerfoot. They brought back Nick Butstrett. I know. I know that if you were saying Alex. Fucking Kerfoot is one of their best players. They no, are no, no. dog shit. They no still have way. Keller. They still have Keller and Schmaltz and Lawson crowds. Oh my god. Like it could be worse. Like I just don't think they're the worst team in the league. Oh but the my Sharks, god. like genuinely, I look at this team. Like, look at their forwards. Thomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, Kevin LeBanc, who was terrible, Duclair, who's not going to fit well with them, Barabanov, who's okay, Lindbaum, who spends more time on the injured list, Nico Sturm, Fabian Zetterland, William Eklund, Giovanni Smith. Fabian, Zu- Fabian yes. Zetterland sounds like a made-up fucking name. Yes. It sounds and like a creative he- player in NHL. No. They're top six because Carlson's going to get traded. Edward Vlasic, Mario Ferraro, Redeem Simic, Matt Benning, uh, Nikolai, his knees off, and Kyle Burrows. 
shit. And their goalies are Blackwood and Capo Kakunin. Tell me, truthfully, look shit. me in the eyes. Look at that team and tell me they're not the worst team in hockey. I think they are the second worst behind the Coyotes because I think the Coyotes are going to do fuck all and not try. I think they got their players just to trade them. If they did that, it would have. They would have done it this year. They would have done that this year. They keep, They do it all the time. They do it constantly. It's every year. Yeah, but they don't. They're never bad enough to be number one. In my opinion, San Jose's forward talent is better than Arizona's because they at least have some top end guys. Hurdle. Yeah, that's my point. They have some top end guys. Arizona Mind doesn't. You. They have one you guy. You know what this team looks like? It looks like the Sens from a few years back. You know which team I'm talking about. The one yeah. that shipped off Mark Stone and Duchesne and Dezingle. Yes, that's what this team looks like. They have some forwards. They have no defense. They have no goalies. They have no depth. No defense. No goalies. No bitches. No, no anything. Like, genuinely, they finished with 60 points this year. They're going to do worse than that. I'm convinced. Yeah, they're gonna they do worse than sixty will. points. They genuinely could finish with like fifty points or less. Didn't they finish with the least amount of wins in the NHL last season? I think they might have. Allow me. Yep, they did. Yeah, you know yeah they, had they had twenty two wins. Losses. Oh, <laughs> they had twenty two wins. The only thing that saved them was the fact they had 16 yeah. overtime losses. Yeah, you win. You win. Yeah. <laughs> San you the worst. cannot You've convince me. me they're not going to be the worst team this year. You've convinced me. Holy shit. That's pretty bad. That's pretty and bad. And their decent goalie in James Reimer is gone. Yeah, you know. And I even said he's not that good. Yeah, James Reimer's not that good. I was going to make a joke. From and they got worse. Yeah. At goalie. Damn it. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. bad. That's, that's where I stand bad. with this top five. I'm curious to see what you think. So, five being the worst. Five is probably the Sharks. Because of all the reasons you just said. Like, Jesus Christ, that team is old and has no goaltending. So, good luck with that. Uh, Four is the Coyotes because they don't try. They are not an NHL team. They don't try to be an NHL team. And Karel Vimelka and all of the good players they signed during free agency are going to get traded. At least they made a bit of an effort to get better this year. No. Bringing guys like Kerfoot and Zucker and stuff like that is an effort. I'm not saying it's a great effort. If you say Kerfoot is a good effort one more time. (laughs) He is a guy who brings decent, solid depth to a team. I think the pressure was a lot different. The think about it like the, the reason I think about it is because I think about it the same way as like like how Nick Buchan had to play with air, like how he played Arizona versus having to play with the Oilers, or like yeah, Shane Gostisbehere going from Philly to Arizona and then going back to Carolina. Yeah, but now Kerfoot, who's on the Coyotes, is even is in an even worse situation. Sometimes I think being in a worse situation makes players play better. Like Travis Boyd plays a lot better now that he's not with the Leafs. Story of my fucking life. And <laughs> they all play better off the Leafs. It's the whole thing. No, it's just a matter of yeah. you know, just have guys who play better because there's a lot less pressure on them. Agreed. Because they barely have any eyes on them. So it's like, okay, well, if we have a bad night, then it doesn't really matter because – you know, it's not like it's not like the least where like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are watching you. Yeah. But that's just how I look at it. 
but no, I think it's still going to be bad. So we got the Sharks at five, the Coyotes at four. I think the Ducks slide in at three because John Gibson's going to be gone. They're still a pretty young team. They have a bunch of bad Dude, contracts. So. If John Gibson does John leave, Gibson's leaving, so I think it might be Dostal. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they are fucked. Oh, God. So Anaheim is three. Oh, Jesus. I think the Jets slide in at two because I think they're going to purge their whole team. They're already in the process of doing that if they get rid of Hallibuck. And at one, I think it's the, oh. I think it might be the Blue Jackets just because of their defense situation, their goaltending situation. Montreal barely misses the cut. Barely misses the cut. I think they have enough play, decent players to be in the middle of the pack in the league, but yeah. I think Columbus is worse than them just because they don't really have a whole lot there yet. They still have a young team. They still have a bunch of defensemen that are in their system getting ready to come up. They have a bunch of prospects coming up. They have potential. Yeah. I just don't think they're there yet. They're yeah, still too no. far into the rebuild. I can understand that. The Blue Jackets, I think I'm just a lot lower than the Blue Jackets because of everything they've done this year. Yeah. And just looking at their defense, I'm just like squirming inside. Eric I agree. There. But... <laughs> well, that Ready was an interesting uh, episode. That was a we had a long week. Uh, I think the next episode is still going to be full of a lot of speculation. I'm hoping the Carlson trade gets done. It does, um, yeah, because we will have to definitely make a few more. Yeah, moves because so, it'll be interesting. Everyone, keep an eye out. We are doing a collaboration with our friend Harley, who also has a YouTube channel. Um, he is relatively new to hockey and probably knows next to nothing about it, if I had to guess, or at least his knowledge of it is pretty. Yeah, he's not a big sports guy, pretty elementary. So, what we're going to do with him is we're doing a blind uh jersey ranking just doesn't really know who the teams are so there's no bias just pick which jerseys he thinks are the best which jerseys he thinks aren't so good in the tier list we're going to do that with the three of us and the three of us are going to submit our takes it's probably going to be its own episode or a special <laughs> youtube video we'll let you guys know but we do have some stuff in the works um we will figure all that yeah. out um we will share that all with you guys when it's out and ready but until then, thank you guys for tuning in. You guys get another long episode this week. Um, to our American viewers, uh, happy 4th of July. To our Canadian viewers and listeners, uh, happy belated Canada Day to all of you guys. Um, be sure to have a fun and safe holiday, and we will see you guys next week. Take care, everyone. Sure. See you all. <laughs>